Wilson. And I'm doing uh, talking. I just saw this microphone here. Think I'd talk right into it. Uh, what's going on, Jeffrey? Hello, Spencer Crittenden. Whoa, don't reveal my true identity so quickly. I thought I was putting on a good, you know, gag. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I I think we were, you you blew my scam. I was going to fucking bilk these viewers out of thousands of dollars through a very complicated scheme. (laughs) And why can't I see myself here? What's going on? I can only see you. So isn't that interesting? (laughs) Uh, View standard. There we are. See, it's, it's 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 been a while. It's been a while. Oh, it's it's not you. Also, Kevin, you know, Kevin's a hacker. He actually did reach into yours and my screen and locked us out of our normal settings. So, you know, that's normal for you to be surprised by. That definitely happened. Kevin's uh, weird connection to the dark web and to uh, the occult. Uh, I think he ran a, a, a baby pizza uh, blood place for a while. That sounds yeah. like me. Yeah. That sounds like something I blood do. transfusions. <laughs> yeah. How is it going, guys? It's been a while. So, so I've been on the road a lot, and so I'm back home, and uh, it's good to see your smiling faces again. Hello, Armenians. Not Armenians. Hapuccinos. I don't even know what Dave, fucking podcast I'm doing. I, I, right? I don't even know what show I'm doing. Hello, Mark Maronites. I fucking wish we were doing Harmontown, man. Can you believe it? Making Harmontown money again, getting Harmontown numbers. Are you kidding me? Well, we got robbed. We got stolen from. We got robbed when robbed stopped showing up on our show. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I probably shouldn't talk about it uh, on the open uh, internets, but uh, a lot of money got stolen from us. Everybody, uh, a lot of that underwear ad money got got totally stolen. It's true, stolen by a dead man. Stolen by a dead man. He has since died. Um, oh, I was being, I was still being, I thought, pretty cryptic. But you really connected the dots there for the <laughs> listeners. He died. And I'm assuming out of uh, guilt? Shame? Oh, I cursed, I cursed that money. You know, you don't know that I curse all of our money? Oh. Are we making any money on this, on this show, Kevin? I mean, I, I'm not I'm yet. Here. You haven't signed the paperwork. I'll well, that's not, not true. I, I mean, in Kevin theory, we earned some it. money from those early ads, but not since then. Okay. I mean, who am I to say? Because I'm, I'm barely even on the show anymore. So I'm always fucking around. I'm more than happy to give you money. Uh, we just haven't gotten any yet. From Kevin? I guess Kevin is hoarding the money? I don't know. You know, but but let's get you some money. I'm looking, uh, at, my, I'm looking at my hair right now. Sorry. I, there's a, it's not the worst hair I've ever had, but it's a, there's a little bit of an Elon Musk kind of situation happening which i'm not totally happy about so yeah there's that you know that fat it was called like the fashy haircut for a long time right and i was like man all these people are very comfortable getting fashy haircuts and then just it became the mainstream haircut fashy and just like nazis fashion or fascists fascist well great so i i 
for those of you who can't see my hair, I'm, I apparently I'm a, I'm a fascist. No, no, it's not. It's that's what I'm saying is it's broken through to the mainstream, not unlike Nazism. You know, no, it's, it's like it's fine to just do this now. It's it's it doesn't even send a message. You could just be like, I'm a Nazi, and if someone glares at you, that's bad. Like they shouldn't glare at you. That's apparently the society we live in now. Well, he does a thing where he sh it's like really shaved on the sides, which is. I don't do that. I actually, I, I think it looks good, but it. yeah, that isn't your normal style for sure. All right. That guy's such a tit. Don't like it. I, even when I see people driving Teslas, I'm mad at them. Yeah. Not I mad. Don't. I just, I, I just, I, ju I judge them harshly from afar. Even when Tesla owners produce our podcast, I'm furious. Kevin, I, I might have a Tesla, yes. Yes, and, of course. And now I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to have this anymore. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The Tesla is the new MAGA hat. <laughs> are, are, are they good cars? Are they fun to drive? Like, they're No, good. they're not. I'm sure Kevin is, has a fine fast. experience. To tell I us mean, about I, it, Kevin. It, it is. It is crazy fast. I've driven some supercars before, and this is probably the fastest car I've ever driven, like zero to 60, just pure acceleration. And I have the big SUV version of it. And do, do, you, know? do you need to go crazy fast? Like, what's the point no. of crazy fast? Um, I, I showing off to people that they get in the car and they're like, hey, what's the Tesla can do? And I do that once. And they're like, OK, don't ever do that again. That hurt my neck. Right. Electric and, electric engines or electric motors that drive electric cars, they're just capable of much faster acceleration. So, yeah. And the Tesla has a crazy hyper mode or something, right? This is a Tesla ad, mode. by the way. I knew I came in hot, but this is this is a sponsored episode sponsored by Elon Musk. Um, but but it does have some sort of crazy mode or something, right, Kevin? Yeah, there's ludicrous and ludicrous plus mode. And then there, now there's plaid and the new ones. And there's a, um, there's, there's a little John mode and there's a, uh, yes, there's Biggie Smalls mode. It's, it's all it's all rappers. Yeah. Yeah. Tupac. X to the and, Z exhibit mm -hmm. mode. There's Andre. Uh, Three thousand. Five thousand. Oh my God. <laughs> but but people have good experiences with Tesla's and electric cars are very reliable, but at the same time, by almost any metric, a Tesla is a bad, poorly made car from a bad, poorly made assembly line in a bad, poorly made factory. You know, it's just it's uh, they've you know, they've recalled a lot of cars, which is, you know, semi normal, at least. But it's just they're bad cars. They don't work. I mean, it's been in the news <laughs> like this and that. Oh, I got my Tesla fixed. And you know what they did is they glued a block of wood into some electrical box. And that was the fix that they it's like it's just fucking nonsense. You know, that so much is just like with uh, put in there with rubber cement and stuff. You know, the thing is in this in I. I, at this point, you know, he should have done a lot better. They could, if they wanted to solve these problems, they could. But at the same time, to be generous, which I shouldn't be, and no one deserves my generosity personally. Um, but, you know, it takes years and decades and iteration to make something really refined, make a manufacturing process really refined. A car is really complicated. Automakers just have, you know, decades and hundreds of years experience trying to make and refine the process by which they make a car that doesn't have defects and tesla hasn't put in that work yet and you know they don't seem to be willing to do it at all <laughs> like they i think you know they're fine with the output they're doing i don't think you know I, I think they're selling the cars that they're making they don't feel pressure to do a better job which is the problem that's why you don't want tech makers doing auto companies like tech like the tech ethos does not work with a car that you trust your life with right if if a if a 
laptop bricks itself, you know, um, you just take it in it, or hopefully you have a backup or something. If your car bricks itself when you're going 70 miles per hour, a lot of people could die, you know? So like you don't want someone being like, oh yeah, just turn it on and turn it, or turn it off and back on again for like a car, you know, it's like, those are bad. They're not transferable like aesthetics or uh, approaches, you know? And that's, that's the problem I have. My, and that's uh, before my- the Nazi shit. My, my car runs on clean coal, which I think is uh, the future of, of car technology. Well, Barack Obama invented that. Mm-hmm. That's how you know it's good. Man, what was, so, the, what was, what was the idea? What were, well, it was all just made up the whole time, right? They were just saying that so coal can be clean, right? I don't, I don't know. That's, uh, that sounds like, to quote uh, Joe Biden, malarkey. I was just in Scranton, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, yesterday. I woke up in Scranton yesterday and, uh, we were on the, the, uh, the, the Biden expressway. And I'll tell you what, that expressway more than any expressway I've ever been on. I didn't see any malarkey. I, there was, there was, it was almost completely malarkey free. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. what do you think? What, 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 what leapt out at you? That was non malarkey yes like if you go down like the jersey turnpike there's malarkey to front left and center mm-hmm. uh it's it's all like that's the reason why that like like you go through the lincoln tunnel it's just malarkey uh it, it slows things down and i don't know if you've ever driven on the 405 freeway uh oh, yeah. but uh oh my god the malarkey i mean there's less malarkey than most highways but there's you'll 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 spot a malarkey alert on those little those electric signs on the side of the road um, right well the, yeah i mean you know la is actually short for malarkey you can't spell malarkey without la i know that much <laughs> yeah but i think you know the biden what was it the biden highway or whatever i think that you know they probably got a lot of mileage out of those like no malarkey at any time signs mm-hmm. yeah uh it's, it's it's one of those things that you don't notice the lack of malarkey uh it's just, it, that's just the way expressways should be they should be malarkey free zones uh you notice malarkey when it's happening but if you're on a freeway and you're like oh we just did like 80 miles on a, on a stretch of road and and looking back i don't remember any malarkey so uh let, let's go brandon is what i want to say uh th- we did pass a lot of bumper stickers that said let's go brandon which i find um here's the thing about uh right-wing douchebags um say what you will about their politics their sense of irony and satire is fucking right on the money it's i mean let's go brandon whether or not you agree with the politics it is hilarious it is uh it's rich it's it's layered Oh, it's uh, it, 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 it's like an onion. It's like you, you, when you think you've gotten to the, to the deepest part of that joke. Now there's so many, it's just, it works on so many well, levels. I don't even know if I fully understand it because it's like, it's like jazz. I, Spencer. It's like jazz Spencer. If you have to ask what jazz is, you'll never know. You'll never well, understand just, it. I mean, I agree with it. Like, but I just, you know, 
I don't get it. It feels like people are laughing when I, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, let's go, Brandon. Like, he deserves, it's like, let's great. It's great. Like, come on, Brandon, right? Like, let's go, Brandon, right? right? Yeah. I know. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I, let's go, Brandon. I don't I, get why people are like, and then, the, but they seem to say it like they don't want him to let's go. What is and the, I don't get it. What's the alternative? Not let's go, Brandon? Like, Brandon right. shouldn't, Brandon should not be encouraged to go. Stop, uh, Brandon. Do not yes, collect $200. Hey, yes. Yeah. Yeah, hold hold your horses, Brandon. Yeah. It's, I just yeah. I just I earnestly that's the thing is I feel like there's some satire or, or irony or sarcasm, but it's like, no, Brandon, my friend, and let's like I want to encourage him and I appreciate the encouragement. Mm -hmm. You know, he has self-esteem issues. One of my one of my best friends from high school was named Brandon. And uh if I could go back in time, I I think I missed a lot of opportunities to support him. With, with just a good old let's go Brandon, you know, like, I, like I, I, I don't even know where Brandon is right now. He could, you know, maybe he's, he stopped altogether. Maybe, uh, or, or now maybe the bumper stickers have got him up and running. I have, I have no idea. You hear any uh, in the wild, you out there is hearing anyone talk about Joe Brandon. You're like, God damn Joe Brandon. <laughs> Who's Joe That's Brandon? That's my favorite Joe Brandon. I don't just people talking about the fucking Joe Brandon. And I like to say, let's Joe Brandon. Let's Joe. There's your, there's your new uh, bumper sticker. Let's Joe, let's Joe Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. And it's like, it's just completely. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. It sounds better to me. You know, let's Joe Brandon. <laughs> it's short for let us Joe Brandon. Let us. There should be a lettuce, like a salad called lettuce Joe Brandon. That's like a, that would be a great, like a uh, really crunchy meme. Like, you know, it's a picture of like Joe Biden and he's in a lettuce and it says like, <laughs> let us Joe Brandon or something, you know, I don't know, you know, and it's like, oh, I guess that kind of, once you read the text, I get what the picture meant, but mm -hmm. it just kind of looked like random shit before okay, I now, read the text. I, I'm, I'm not as hip to the, uh, to the internet and the mimetic terminology, but uh, is crunchy memes a thing? Are memes gauged by crunchiness? I think I misspoke. What I <laughs> wanted to say was deep fried meme. A deep fried meme. And and memes do get deep fried. I don't know. Sometimes you'll, if I don't know, you're probably not browsing the internet like I am, but sometimes on Instagram, you'll see like a meme that's been like, it's like a carbon copy where it, it gets blurrier at, with time and fades out a little bit, mm. but it's like, I, it's like an intentional filter that people are doing to make it look like that. And it changes the contrast and it like, it adds a bunch of filters. So it just looks like the shittiest, craziest thing. Right. And, and it's like just a really fuzzy picture of like a PlayStation one 3d monkey or something, you know? And, and so like that kind of effect is, is usually called like, I think deep frying, or sometimes I think it might be called crunchifying, like a meme. But yeah, deep fried memes. Deep fried memes. We got our episode title already out of the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, I'd love to deep fry some memes. Crunchy memes. No, oh, no. Speak, speak, speaking of crunchy memes, uh, t tell me all about the shirt that you're wearing, Spencer. Okay, so I am wearing a shirt. That says, and I've never done this before, by which I mean, take my microphone out of its uh, holster. That's yeah, you're going, going free. This, this chicken's going free range. What the fuck? This is yeah. the, he's off the rails, everybody. I want to do a Star Wars style crawl with my shirt. And anything, it's, <laughs> anything can happen now that the mic is out of the out of the, the holder. And okay. then I just grab a gun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> 
<laughs> if I kill myself, you know it's going to be on a live stream, baby. <laughs> wow. Uh, get that cheap heat. But it says, I Googled my symptoms. Mm-hmm. Turns out I just needed to get a job at Waffle House. And th- there's a Mandalorian Yoda. And uh, Maybe Yoda, Grogu. And, and there's a, a Waffle House sign. Have you ever been to a Waffle House? Uh, no, it's actually on my like bucket list. I, I almost went this summer. Um, I was going to drive out. Well, not this summer, the last fall, I guess. Um, I was going to drive out to Arizona and go to one that was in Arizona, but then I didn't. I enjoy a waffle house. Uh, I, I think there's some sort of policy that they have in their hiring that you have to be really nice because everybody there is just kind of happy to see you. And, uh, you, you, like if you just want a straight up cheese omelet with some toast and some hash browns, they got it going on. They, they, they know what's up. It's, it's no fuss. There's no muss. And no uh, cocoa dust. No cocoa dust. No, that's my policy. No, no fuss, no muss, no cocoa snus. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. But, that's all right. Um, I, 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 haven't, I, 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 I did. I, you know, Swedish. Uh, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, our animator friend Sophia Sophia yeah uh she taught me because one of my favorite toasts is no uh is up your butt with a coconut uh because I think truer words more important words have never been said other than let's go Brandon uh <laughs> but uh, she taught me how to say that in Swedish so that's my and, and it's it's up to rump and mitten coconuts it sounds like it kind of makes sense. Like, you know, obviously removed from cultural context, like any idiom doesn't really make sense. But I feel like if you heard someone say that, you kind of get the gist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, have we talked about if we had a way to, uh, to die? You, uh, I, I would choose firing squad. Hmm. Uh, and, my, and my last words before that, I, that I would refuse the cigarette. Have we talked about this? I don't know if we have. Before they blindfold you. And they ask you if you have any final words. But the first they'd offer you, they, they would offer you a cigarette. And I, I want the guys to be wearing like French kepi hats, you know, the little, the little pillbox hat. And I want there to be like a drummer going. And, and when they offer me the cigarette right, right before they kill me, I, of course, I'm going to say, no, I'm trying to cut down because that's hilarious. And if and when they ask me, do you have any last words? I would say, up your butt with a coconut, and I would have them put the blindfold down and shoot me to pieces. I would, I would, uh, I think what ha- should happen is you should say, I'm trying to cut down, and then you should reveal your samurai sword and oh. cut everyone down. <laughs> you I mean, know, I, I'm probably like tied. My hands are probably tied at this point. I, I, I don't think you're. I, I, I'm, I'm going to entrust my firing squad to not let me come out on the field of honor with a samurai sword and no handcuffs. I, I, I think if we're going to do it, so we're going to do it right. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it wouldn't be a death that way. It would be more of a getting yeah. out of death. I think. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's samurai delicatessen uh, with uh, John Belushi. I guess how I would want to die is being taken up to heaven in a vortex like Elijah. Oh, oh, see, I didn't know you could pick that. Or Isaiah. I don't yeah. know. I, someone did it. 
I think two people in biblical history did. I will want to say uh, circling back, but you know, I, I this is probably a joke that I just took literally because that's what I do. But I have heard that on the application for Waffle House line cook, they will ask if you know how to fight. Is that true? That's what I heard. Like I've I've seen lots of videos of. <laughs> Waffle House employees fucking up unruly customers, <laughs> like, <laughs> like straight up beating the shit out of people. So, like, I, I like, I think it my, could my just experience be a joke. is it was the, it was the most friendly environment. Like, it was it was almost like over the top friendly. It was great, but I do like yeah. the idea that you you have to have some mixed martial arts experience uh, to work at the uh, at the waffle griddle. Yes. Next, it's time for your practical interview, and the guy like reveals like he's like a muscle man with like, yeah. a black belt or something. Yeah, you you, you have to choke out somebody uh, at, at the uh, at the job interview without letting the eggs burn. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You you still have to keep those hash browns crispy. Don't burn them. Being a line cook's fucking hard, dude. Can you imagine trying to keep everything coming out at the right time? Like it's insane. It I. I've worked as a busboy and a bar back a long time ago, and that's 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 stressful. Uh, but working on a on a like as a line cook, that seems like I would have a heart attack. It's it's incredibly stressful, and all, lots of my friends are cooks and chefs and stuff like that. And they, you, I think you have to be crazy. I think you have to be a Looney Tunes to do that well, because. They, they never seem totally happy. It, it seems like a nightmare. Like, I wonder if that's just America, you know, like obviously America treats everyone like shit, but like maybe in like Europe, the, the line cooks and stuff are, are stress-free and they go home at a reasonable hour or something. I don't know. That might just mm -hmm. be, cause you know, obviously food service is just really underpaid and overworked. Yeah, and, and now like, like, especially having been on the road recently, for, you know, for the first time in, you know, almost two years, the, uh, the hotel industry and restaurants and bars like service industry, they're, they're so understaffed and the people that are, that work there are, are all under training. So it's, right. it's just, it's chaos. Yeah, I, I noticed that pretty early in the pandemic, like there was big, you know, quittings and getting sick and, and stuff like a lot of people and the restaurants closed down. So like, there's this mass exodus of trained experience that yeah. that is really what takes uh, makes a restaurant work. And those people, a lot of them didn't go back to food service. So it's just like these, you know, it's it's a, it's it's a job that we trivialize and stuff or society trivializes. But, you know, it takes intense experience, a lot of hard work to like put in the effort to know what it is to make a nice restaurant experience and i think all those people are just gone and i'm not blaming anyone but like uh, I, I i think it's just this loss and so it's not only do we have to train people up from nothing but also they don't even know what it looks like to do a good job because those role models aren't in front of them the way you know is a normal part of business uh operation anymore which yeah i think i i think it'll probably take <laughs> like multiple years for the restaurant industries to like ever achieve kind of yeah. that level of consistency. Well, like, like ch checking into hotels, uh, everybody's new and no one understands how to work the computer. So checking in, uh, it, it's like, it's a, it's like a real ordeal sometimes now because they not, not because people aren't trying, they, they just don't have the, the, the functionality that you're used to.
So, yeah, they're not being trained well. They're not giving the uh, given, given the hours they need to train. They're not. Uh, I'll, I'll, like, I'll, being I'll tell you one, one thing that has not gone lacking is the hilarious reinvention of the do not disturb sign because it's not good it's not good enough you guys we we, i know we've talked about this before the do not disturb sign uh seems like an easy way to go but uh i like it when it's uh it's you know it's clever and it's like uh, i'm uh i'm chillaxing you know something like that you know like i that's because you're you're el salvadoran uh housekeeping person uh it's probably more familiar with the word chillaxin than do not disturb. Yeah, it, it's 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 like these uh, we've we've railed against the menus, you know, the oh, weird man. shareables and appetizers and stuff. But it's the same thing. It's like yeah. you you take something that works, you make it awful in a very unique way, and then you go, "That's our style." Your there style one, is making something awful. Okay, there, there, there was one. I I, I, I don't remember if I railed on this on the show or not before, but there was one, I think it was recently, but like, since I've been on the show with you guys, uh, and it was like, like, um, I'm, I'm still in dreamland. And that then in parentheses, do not disturb. <laughs> because like, They, they, by their own admission had, had confused the issue. Yeah, like you wouldn't even. That's the thing with those signs is you got to look at both sides before you're like, I don't know which one I'm trying to display or whatever. Yeah. It's like it's like I don't. I guess that you only put it out when it's a do not disturb. They but always I, fall, I've also they, seen, they, they always fall off. They always fucking fall off the door when you close it, and, and it's like, oh. That's another thing. It doesn't need to be a door hanger. You could put like a pocket on the door and slide it into the pocket or something like there's not there's no reason for it to be this exact way. But the way they've designed it, the way the handles always are, Mm -hmm. it's the perfect storm of not functioning. I like when they have the button that it says privacy on the inside of the hotel room. And then a red light is on when you leave. And it's like that's that's how you do that. Um, I saw a menu speaking of dumb menu bullshit. Um, you know, sh- shareables and handhelds and all that bullshit. Uh, instead of starters, appetizers, snack teasers, uh, sh- shareables, it was just Sharon is Karen. Spelled K A R E N. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And S H O A O A R O N. Yeah, Sharon. Sharon is, is Karen. It's Sharon a is subtle Karen. clue. It's oh my like, god! I think you, you you know what you guys just did. You created no. a deep. You created a crunchy deep fried meme. <laughs> yeah, we got to deep fry this meme. <laughs> Sharon Man. is Karen. We, we got to go through the menu and try and make shitty kind of like catchphrases for all the things. Like, okay, so that then what's burgers and sandwiches is like slide that beef between those buns or something. You know, right. like. Because I, like, I guess it's, it's always handhelds now. Oh, there was one I saw between the bread. That's not that's not funny. That's not clever. It, that's it, it's worse it, than what I came up with. It, it, it's it wastes. Uh, I, I I went to journalism school, everybody, and uh, ink is money. Um, between the bread. What about a hot dog is a sandwich? That's that's the like it just says. It's and then it's like buckeye burger, <laughs> like black bean burger. Flat hot dogs. Flat uh, hot dogs. Yes. Wait a second. <laughs> cut that. Kevin, cut that out of the podcast. We we need this. 
flat hot dogs i could kind of get down on this there's no reason it has to stay tube shaped it might cl- it might uh cook better if it were flattened i mean i've i've pulled a, like a hot dog bun out of my freezer and tried to make a home hot dog and, and the bun breaks in half and what you have is the sandwich you, you have an, an elongated burger more or less and uh i i think flat hot dogs is the fucking future yeah have you seen they made this i don't know who why etc but someone was like a hamburger hot dog or a hot dog hamburger and it's like the bun is like a hamburger bun that then extends like the rings of saturn so it's like a circle with two kind of knobs coming off of it and then the the thing itself is just a hamburger in between two half patties <laughs> it's like why this doesn't do anything for anybody just leave them separate even stack them on top of each other with like a toothpick or something like that's mm-hmm. so much better than like it's just like it's it's uh you know what has science done like some people do things to prove they can and then it's like but that was awful yeah like as i said before we we got it we we got it right with sandwiches but sandwiches we don't need to keep reinventing the sandwich i i i think the club sandwich is almost a bridge too far of of putting that middle slice of bread in there Mm -hmm. Uh, the monte cristo as i've said many times is the the gentleman of sandwiches but also it's it's that's no more sandwiches that we we, we've we've we have enough sandwich ideas now because if, yeah. if, if powdered sugar and jelly is involved on your fucking ham in Swiss or whatever cheese sandwich, uh, we, we've, we've gone too close to the sun. I guess I haven't shared my pet peeve that sometimes appears on menus and it's sandwich related because it's a sandwich and it's like a club sandwich. You often see a double decker sandwich and a triple decker sandwich and they're the same fucking thing. And I have seen on the same menu, it says, double decker turkey sandwich and then like triple decker uh like pastrami sandwich or something same fucking thing they're both you know three buns two meats between it's the same as a club sandwich right. but they get called a double or triple decker triple doesn't make any sense you know double decker of course it's a doubled sandwich you know but it's like what is triple where is triple there's a, the bun the bun is not the seating area of the bus you know like it's not it's not like there's three sets of wheels or something and you call it a triple decker bus like there isn't really a triple decker bus like it's not a thing like why it's if you wanted to actually go three then the name makes sense but why would you i don't it's it's trying to i think it's like a lie right it's like oh my god it's so much more than a double decker sandwich but i don't know yeah and a I, sandwich isn't double decked that's one deck sorry cut you off well, no, it's, it's, I, it's you, you, you're, you're, you're making me think about this. It's, uh, it's this important shit we're talking about here. Um, I mean, it, they, they could just take a regular sandwich, cut it in half, and put the, the two halves on top of each other, and uh, put a big ass toothpick through it. Now you're talking that that's a that that would be a legit double decker, right? I call that a double decker, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you got two pieces of bread in the middle. That, that that's I don't know. I'm fine with that, but I can imagine that bothering some people. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a Patreon and we had a sandwich contest on the Patreon and I lost the sandwich contest uh, brutally. I got my ass kicked by the other sandwich entries. What was your what was your entry? It was like uh do you remember <laughs> I'm sure you don't. We went to Australia I and I brought a sandwich and customs made me throw it away. 
it was this sandwich. This was the sandwich that I entered. I remade it. It's like a picnic sandwich that you press uh, overnight to kind of meld the flavors together. It's it's essentially like an Italian uh, Italian sandwich, you know, like um, uh, prosciutto and shit. You know, uh, I, there's goat cheese in it. But yeah, it's kind of like a, a, a fancy Italian sandwich. And it lost. You know, it didn't deserve to win, but it did lose. You had my favorite line when we went to Australia. Uh, when we got Uh-oh. when we when we landed. <laughs> Uh, was it Melbourne that we landed? Where, where, where did we fly into? I think it was Melbourne. I think so. Yeah. And we're, 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 the Harmontown crew is we're, we're, it's, it was roasting hot outside because uh, it was winter. And uh, here, and uh, <laughs> and uh, Spencer just kind of looking out the window, and he goes, "Hot Canada, not Canada." <laughs> It's true. It's got a weird Canadian vibe to it, to oh the architecture God. and stuff. Remember the dude that barfed in his shoe? Was that in Brisbane? Where the fuck was that? I think it was Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure Australians are great. I don't have a problem with Australia. That the tour was very strange. Yeah. Homeboy. There was a guy up in the balcony who just kept yelling gibberish. And and because it's a Australian gibberish, it's extra gibberish because he's like a corner walking down money and it was like we we can't hear what you're saying we don't understand what you're saying and then apparently he had um i, I met a, a fan that was at the show that was sitting near him and he had, had like 12 beers before the show started and then got up took his shoe off puked in it <laughs> Then went outside to empty his barf shoe on the sidewalk in front of the nice theater. And uh, people that were unrelated to our show, just just passersby, beat him up for for dumping his puke out of his shoe. It's uh, it's it's resourceful, though. You got to give him props for that, at least. That's not a shoe. That's a shoe. And then uh, that's not a shoe. (laughs) This is a shoe. And then he politely uh, went to the restroom, apparently rinsed his shoe out in the, in the sink and then came back up to his seat in the balcony and then passed out. Nice. Um, Slip off the stuff. concussion. Yeah. That's how uh, Andy uh, Bob Saget died. Andy, Andy Bob Saget? His, it wasn't his character Andy in, uh, in Full House or am I thinking of someone I, else? I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of Andy Griffith. Two all, guys the, are the same to me. All I could name from that show is Uncle Jesse, and that's that, I think that was Stamos. Yeah, but he died of a concussion. Like I don't. I think people are like, "Oh, it must have been drugs," and then it's like, "No, he died of a concussion." And people are like, "Ah, drugs." How did how did he how did he concuss himself? I think it was like in an accident at his hotel, or like some. It was I don't know. I think it was an accident at his hotel. Like he fell and hit his head or something, and then went to sleep and died. Yeah. Don't, you know, get, get checked. You guys don't, it was don't Danny, not Andy, Danny, Danny. Okay. That's not bad. That was closer than I thought. Yeah. You had most I of mean, the, it wasn't, but you had most of the, of the letters <laughs> and, and in a similar, uh, sounding order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why at the end, you, are you guys playing this wordle, this New York times wordle? I'm off a of wordle now, but I was playing it, uh, every day. Are you playing it? I just started. My str- my, Have you played today? I did. It was a tough one today. 
shit. I was gonna I was gonna try and get you to try and play, you know, live on 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 stage. The the one today was bullshit. I had to go all the way to the six to the six one, but I didn't know. I, I thought that they there was no repeats on letters. Now they're throwing in repeated vowels and shit. Oh yeah, that happens. It's pretty rare, but it does happen, and it really fucks you up. Like it, it it's really hard to like. The, the clues it gives you aren't clear that that's what's going to happen so if you don't like know in your head this is a possibility or even if you do it really just throws off your like math you know i i always start with the same first word oh yeah uh, what's your starter butts with a z at the end that's not a word <laughs> <laughs> what do you start with uh it, i i i change oh, it up i i i i ate ass on my first three guesses today I, I started with adios i thought that was a solid that's good a, a solid but you have three vowels you got the d and the s in there i, I thought that was good nope yeah it, it was uh i still got it the, the only two I, i've lost was the first two i tried because i had no idea what the gameplay was i had no idea yeah, what the fuck clear. was going on so yeah I basically only would get five and sixes like i would very rarely get less than that um, i've had i've had one three but I've only played like 12 times. Uh, a friend of mine got two the other day, which yeah, seems wild. It, it's got to be awesome if you get it on the first try. Like if you just say nacho and that that's the word, like you know, that'd be fucking the best. Yeah. You know what my starter was, was adieu. Adieu. I've done adieu. Adieu. Yeah, it's got almost all the vowels mm -hmm. um except for oh it's got all the rest of them and then i oh it's like i do like a do and then the next one is like i don't know it's, it's like, like another the, one that's that's like, the french oh. adios <laughs> i i also start with quijibo i don't no. what it what that's is a, that? that's a that's a simpsons reference uh, oh. early simpsons uh Bart plays a word, Quijibo, <laughs> <laughs> and Homer chucks him. Oh, yeah. Man, I was pretty good at Scrabble. Scrabble. One time I got, my word was Jubilee. And nice. it was like all the letters I had. It was like it put the G on like a triple letter and it got a triple word and stuff. It was like an there's insane no, amount of points. First of all, there's no G in Jubilee. Did I say G? J. Oh, J. Okay. All right. Because the you're, J is like probably the most points. Yeah. That's awesome. In that word, at least. I, I told you I beat John Cleese at Scrabble, right? John Cleese from, who went to Oxford and was in Monty Python. And I, I just was fucking killing it. Seven letters like bingo, bingo, bingo. And uh, I said, I'm sorry. I'm getting really good letters. And he goes, Jeff, you're being very nice about it, but you're being a bit of a cunt. And uh that was the best. He's like, don't don't tell anybody that you beat me this like roundly at Scrabble. I'm like, bitch, I'm telling everybody. Yeah. I, when when was that? This was uh, 1948. Uh, just come back from Europe. No, I, this would have been um, <laughs> shit. I don't know, like 2009, 10, something like that. Nice. That's cool. The, the hilarious part is that he had a tooth missing. It's like one of his big front. What are these guys called? The, the, the main big daddy is up on the top. And, uh, and uh, so it's so hard to take you seriously because you're so intelligent and intellectual. But with that tooth missing, you're, you look like a hillbilly. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a cosmic tragedy. How like 
bad, it can affect your appearance when your teeth are like crooked and stuff. Like yeah. maybe that's just judgment and other people don't have that reaction. And it's not like I judge them as people, but it's just like, oh, that yeah. sucks. I feel well, so bad. Well, he explained it because he goes, I, I said, like, what, what happened to your tooth? He goes, I'm a war baby. It's like if you're if you were a little kid during World War II, there was no uh, nourishment. There was no vitamins. So like like it's it's a whole generation of, of kids that didn't get like strong teeth because oh, wow. uh, there, there wasn't a lot of vitamins going around. Or as the British call them, vitamins. 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 Speaking of Monty Python, Eric Idle just sent me a song today that he was noodling around on. And I, I, I said, please send me the chords to that so we can sing it next time we're together. And it, it is very delicately titled No Pussy and Not Enough Wine. <laughs> 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 it's really good I, I was laughing for like a half hour after it it's just so silly so dumb man eric idol you know i beat him in jenga no he's just like absolutely a devastated him like the, the the big novelty one or the regular the regular size yeah it was the it was the thing you know that's the kind he keeps at his house is the giant bar jengas <laughs> fuck jenga yeah uh, yeah, Jenga. It's 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 a little more stressful than I want out of my uh, out of my games. Yeah, I like being incredibly comfortable all the time. So you know, I'm not a big theme park guy. I'm not like a thrill seeker in any way. I would just like the biggest chair. You know, that's kind of my vibe. You don't like roller coasters? No. I don't it's even like, if yeah, I, I don't like horror movies. E even if I call them roller coasters instead of roller coasters, it's definitely better. It's it's right. getting me intrigued. You know, I'm cocking an eye. Oh yes, yeah. same with me. Horror movies, like I I don't need that in my life. I, I don't I don't need to be all bummed out. I, I went and saw Uncut Gems, and I wanted to blow my brains out. As I was in the theater, like everyone else I knew watched it like at home, so they they could hit pause and you know and and go have a bottle of wine. Uh, in the theaters, I, I was I, I was climbing the walls yeah i i saw it at home but i had a similar reaction um let me let me let me uh kevin do you have my audio commentary of 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 uncut gems we can play real quick it's uh okay here we go <laughs> oh look at this guy i don't know if i like this guy man he's making bad decisions keeps making bad decisions nothing likable about this guy Oh, we see his home life. That doesn't make me like him more. In fact, it makes me like him less. I hope he fails. Oh, he failed. Okay. I didn't care about any of this, but I was stressed the whole time. It's like, what? I don't, I don't get it. I texted my friend about it because he really liked it. And he kind of explained it to me. And he's like, you know, it's a character study. And I'm like, okay, character study. But it's like, I don't. I didn't care about him and everything he was doing is just stupid. You know, yeah. it's, so it's like, I don't care. I don't, it, people like that. I don't know. You know, maybe it's good. Maybe I'm yeah, I, I, I just, I don't know if I said it out loud, but I just kept saying, stop it. Yeah, stop exactly. it. Stop right. it. He's doing bad stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't even feel justified. Like, I think if it were a better movie, you would kind of feel why he feels so pressed to do that stuff or something, you know, it would feel more justified in some way, but it just, it all felt so needless the whole time to me, at least. I really liked it. I, but, but I, I, I had stopped drinking. I was do, doing one of my like, you know, sobriety cleanses and stuff. And, uh, I went straight to a bar. <laughs> I was like, I need a fucking drink. That movie fucking wore me out. I went straight to the Lakers. 
You went straight to the Lakers? Laker. I guess there was just a basketball player. I don't know who what team he was on. I think he was Kevin Garnett from was he Celtics? From Lakers. Yeah, probably Celtics. That makes a lot more sense given that kind of movie. Right. I was just uh doing shows in New England. So we were all over like Connecticut, New Hampshire, uh Massachusetts, Maine. And I we we do a game, like an improv game, where we play Jeopardy. And so you pick a character and you play Jeopardy as that character. And I kept doing the Pepperidge Farm guy. I don't know if you're old enough to remember the Pepperidge Farm commercial guy. Well, he remembers, right? That's his thing. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Uh, And I got to tell you, it was a big hit. And, and then because if you don't have anything funny to say, I, I don't think he ever said this in a commercial, but this is my New England guy. Looks like storms are coming. So I must have said that 3 million times on this tour. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of variety <laughs> to his kind of thing. The Pepperidge Farm guy, huh? I do remember in one of his commercials, he said it's so hot outside. The catfish are jumping out of the lake already fried. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Did Pepperidge Farm remember that, though? I, 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 I don't commenting? know. Maybe that was a. That might have been a Country Time Lemonade commercial. It might have just been a different guy's in a similar. Was was, was was Country Time Lemonade guy a, a New Englander? No, this is, you know, uh, uh, it's I'll not too up. tart. It's not too sweet. Fuck, I want some lemonade right now. That's Country delicious. Time was so fucking good. You know, Costco used to have this frozen lemonade that they would sell. It's kind of like a lemon slushy. Yeah, the fucking best. And then they got rid of it. And then because they got rid of it, I learned how to make my own um, by grinding up ice in the blender and using Country Time lemonade and stuff. It was really good. I'm sure it was a billion calories, but like I can make a really good one. And uh, I've lost that ability. But man, Country Time lemonade is like a really good powder for lemonade. Is, is that still? On, I, I haven't seen a Country Time lemonade. They, they still make it kevin probably knows kevin i know you're on your dark web uh evil circles of of of, of doom that you, you've got a line on country time um it looks like it's still for sale yeah you can buy it at walmart oh shit okay yeah, Kevin's being modest he actually bought an ad for country time lemonade and i think we're supposed to uh, run it right now do you have the copy <laughs> i do okay uh do you want to start or should i uh you, you start because I, I i have kind of like like the, the the heavy lifting with all the products information and stuff do you remember the times when you could go back to the country and get the country and times and get in the lemonade form Pepper Tribe remembers. remembers. <laughs> <laughs> use the promo code goblin flakes yes i don't remember if, if, if i'm supposed to be from new england or not <laughs> but uh it's not too tart it's not too sweet it's not Pepperidge Farm. Pepperidge Farm it takes practice to make because it's swirled with a spoon. But really? lemonade is simpler. It's just lemons, water, and sugar. Mm. Storms are coming. It looks like storms are coming. <laughs> Better get inside, you youngsters. Don't stay out all day drinking that lemonade, no matter how perfectly the, the sweet to tartness ratio is. Storm is a coming. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so I got to come clean. I don't think I ever saw the Pepperidge Farm ads, but Family Guy had a bit about Pepperidge Farm, and I bet a lot of people's access to the Pepperidge Farm bits in this episode are going to be through the lens of, yeah, like like the Family Guy joke. And is that depressing? Why? What what, what was their take on that? Just Pepperidge Farm remembers and stuff? 
it, it was kind of like, oh, you know, it was a simpler time, a better time. Do you remember the days when you were at the at the old town? You remember the summer you ran over that man at the night in the dead of night in the old you know, <laughs> town? Pepperidge Farm remembers. remembers. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm's going right. to tell someone unless you buy some of our distinctive Milano cookies. Or Like that was kind yeah. of the joke. I, I hate Family Guy. I, I truly, truly don't like that show, but that's, that sounds like a funny bit. That's the tragedy to me of tragedy of Family Guy is that they do have Yo. occasional good bits. Now Kevin is showing some delicious. This is I could get down on any of fucking uh, these. Is this like in powdered form? Like is this? Is this yeah, that's the powder. It's do it yourself. I, 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 now I got to put the fucking work in. I want a ice cold can from a Seven Eleven of Country Time motherfucking lemonade. I bet they still have that stuff, but I, I mostly am familiar with the pre-sugared uh, drink mix like this. Mm. Black cherry, man. I could get down on some black cherry lemonade. That sounds fucking good. Whoa, black cherry, man, but lamb. You ever uh, do a Dr. Brown's black cherry? Uh, no, I don't think. I, I guess that must be at the store, right? Galco's or something. Maybe I should get it. Uh, I don't know if Galco's carries Dr. Brown's. They probably do. They carry everything else. Uh, but <laughs> uh, not, but not Dublin Dr. Peppers anymore because they they've just continued. But Kevin has told me that he's got a sixer of of Dublin Dr. Pepper for me that I'm very excited about. Didn't so. you send that already, Kevin? Just, no, because he went on tour, so it's been sitting right. on my shelf. Okay. So, got it. yeah, it's it's ready for you. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. We got to get you, send you some of that and some of the freaking dark berry, uh, Doctor Pepper. Okay, it's it. He showed me pictures of Country Time in plastic bottles, ninety-six I, I, ounce I, bottles. I just remember the twelve-ounce can. Uh, oh my god, not too tart. Not Fine too cans, sweet. Kevin. Country Time cans. <laughs> You think lemonade goes bad? Like you think if you had an old one of those, it would taste okay? Uh, maybe, maybe the citric acid and the lemonade might eat through the lining of the uh, of the can. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that is exactly what my childhood remembers. They sold that shit in the student store at my school. You could go oh. in and like pop pop two quarters for one of those babies. You know, it always bummed me out, and I, f I forget what town we were in, um, but I'm sure it's easy to find. We drove by. The it's it, uh, you know, cookie ice cream sandwich. Ice cream sandwich, yeah. We we drove by their factory. I I think it might have been their headquarters, and I always oh, thought yeah. that was a dumb name. It's the packaging is so depressing to me. Like the picture of the it's it to me, it just looks so upsetting. Both like just it looks weird, but also just like the art style itself is like really off putting. I mean, I think it's an intentional, you know, like old timey kind of design, yeah. but I don't I, think it looks good. I, I put it's it in terms of a weird name that uh, that doesn't like really scan for me up with Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. That 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 always just gives me a pain. I'm always bummed out when I drive by a, a, a Ruth's with the possessive apostrophe Chris. Steakhouse. It's insane. Um, Kevin, you don't know the story of that, do you? Because I think the story is there was a Chris Steakhouse. And then and a woman named Ruth bought it or something? No, like it was a divorce. Like she got it in the divorce, but she couldn't call them. Like she got a certain amount of things, but she couldn't call them Chris Steakhouses or something. But she could call them Ruth's. You know, it's like, these are my steak. Or it's like, maybe she did that as like a fuck you or something. But like, yeah, it has to do with like a divorce settlement. I heard she murdered Chris. <laughs> and uh and there's there's a little bit of chris in every uh in every uh baked potato that you that you get there okay so wow. chris steakhouse was founded in 1927 by new orleans entrepreneur chris malatich and then it was bought and sold and bankrupted six times 
And then in 1965, Ruth Fertile, divorced single mother, ignoring the advice of her banker, lawyer, and friends, purchased it. Wow. So it's a bad steakhouse. Can we say that? Have you eaten there? It's not good. Uh, I've only eaten there once, and it was so bad and so expensive. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Like, you could get like a $20 steak from a diner, and it would be like better than this. The only time that I ever, as I'm vegetarian, so there's, I mean, I can oh, have a, yeah. I can, I can, <laughs> I can have a baked potato and shit, but uh, uh, we were in, uh, we were doing a show in Niagara Falls on the uh, the Canada side, the good side of Niagara Falls, by the way, for the view, and uh, our, our hotel, the only thing that was open after our show was a Roots Chris, and we got absolutely shit house drunk we we got wasted and we sadly every every person at the table bought a round of shots and we did different types of booze so there was a whiskey round and there was a vodka round and there was a tequila round and then our old term manager uh dearly departed uh rich uh he finished the job because he's irish with a shot of baileys and we all almost puked all over each other because that's not the way to finish that. And there was one dude D, uh, DJing. There was, it was only us at, the, at this restaurant. There was a DJ with the frosty tip Jersey shore uh, hair. And he was playing like, you know, Hey, uh, Hey, uh, like a fucking crazy volume. He's playing all this club shit. And there was nobody else there except our, our, our table of old dudes. And, uh, I walked up to him and said, Hey man, um, I'm digging your music, but uh, since there's only us here, would you mind maybe switching it up a little bit, maybe turning it down a little bit? He goes, yeah, what do you want, man? And uh, I said, I don't know, classic rock. And he turned it way down and he put on some Tom Petty and we're like, that's see, all you have to do is ask. Uh, so that was the only time I've enjoyed a Ruth's Chris. <laughs> that sounds unique. I don't know how many Ruth's Chris have DJs spinning like that, but yeah, the DJ <laughs> generally, I, I guess you hear stories of DJs being like douches and stuff, but I think, you know, they kind of want to want you to be happy, right? We, we, we did a show uh, back when Drew Carey was with us and uh, we had a, like a, a much larger cast than, than I tour with currently. And we were in um, Louisville, Kentucky, and we went to the Maker's Mark restaurant and we were the only people there. They kept it open late for us because Drew was Drew. And uh, they were pouring us uh, incredibly high octane whiskeys, bourbons, like really high cask strength proof, you know, like, like you could run a fucking car on it. Uh, and so we're, we're getting good and drunk. And the DJ, again, is just blasting this music. And Drew says to me, he goes, hey, uh, Jeff, do you think if I'm... If I gave you like $300, you walk over and just tell the guy, like, here's $300. Would you um, turn the music down? And I go, watch this. I said, I, I, I let him keep the $300. I walked over and said, right. excuse me, can you turn the music down? He goes, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you should have pocketed the $300. It would have been really funny. I think it was funnier for me. It was like, Drew, you don't have to, yeah. you don't have to pay for it. W one time uh, in, in, in Vegas, uh, Drew loves to play high stakes uh, blackjack. And so like he bets like, you know, a thousand dollars a hand, you know, shit. And so I don't really like playing cards, but I, I would sit next to him and watch him. And he gave me a thousand dollars and a hundred dollar chips. And he goes, just play next to me. I was like, I don't really, I'm not really good at 
card games and you know like I, I don't know when to hit and stand and all that shit and he goes i'll tell you what to do like i'll, I'll basically be playing for you with, with my money but and he goes but you get to keep it i'm like no 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 i instantly doubled the thousand then went up like fifteen hundred dollars and I, I said okay i'm gonna call it there and i gave drew his thousand back i go there's your thousand i'm i'm gonna keep the fifteen hundred earnings on one condition that you let me do all the tipping the rest of the trip because i, I must have told the story before I, uh, I haven't heard it or i don't remember it um because drew like when, when you go to vegas with drew or any basically anywhere and everyone that works at the hotel or the restaurant gets a hundred dollars like for opening a door here's a hundred for carrying his bag here's a hundred like everybody gets duped uh uh a bino and uh i was like let, let, let me do it but you got to tell me like like or how to do it and he goes anyone that works with that we pass like we're going to go to the club uh and, and go to the nightclub and have drinks everyone that you that works there everyone you pass like hit him with 100 i go and what does that like what does that get you and he goes you could kill somebody <laughs> like like basically they look after you so i walked in i'm like boom here's 100 no one knows who i am they see drew carry but i'm just the the the, the taller guy in a suit just sure. like just unloading hundreds left and right we get to the the vip booth and down below us on the bar there's like six go-go dancers i go down and i walk up and give them each a hundred dollars they all came up and hung out with us i'm still friends with one of them like there, there was no hanky panky and stuff like that but like they're like oh you guys are you guys are all right when when i went to the bathroom there was a big ass line for the men's room and i'd already tipped our like security guy he stopped the line cleared everybody out of the bathroom what and then let me go pee and stood outside the door and no one was allowed in until i was finished wow yeah so that's what rich people get to do yeah no it's uh it must be nice i don't know yeah well the, the great thing about drew is that like when he was like 18 19 years old from cleveland he was in the the marine reserves and he was broke and then he just decided fuck it i'm gonna move to las vegas and he uh had no money and w w the first time we drove there together he pointed at, to a, a payphone which for you youngsters out there was a telephone that you could put a dime into or a quarter and uh, <laughs> make make uh, make a land a land call uh he pointed to he goes that souvenir shop that payphone right there was broken and it would give you your dime back and he goes that's where i made all my calls and that that coffee shop was uh 50 cent coffee and free refills all day long and and he and, and one day he just goes you know what i saw a sign for stand-up comedy like an open mic night he goes i'll try that and the the rest is uh, the rest is history but the, the thing about drew is like when he started making his money having been poor um he doesn't tip to be a show-off he uh he understands exactly what a hundred dollars means to a server he knows exactly what a hundred dollars is worth yeah i mean that's i i tip pretty good you know i tip better than most of the people i'm with when i see you know if i happen to glance i'm always like oh okay um and you know that's what it, you know i i haven't been like really poor or anything but it's like i know that it doesn't mean too much to me 
to have this extra five, ten dollars or whatever. But you know, it, it'll matter more to tipped worker and stuff, mm-hmm. especially when they have bad customers or having a hard day and stuff. You know, yeah. I think it, it can go a long way. You know, me and Kevin talked about how like uh, you know, it's not truly altruistic to kind of give money away. But, you know, it's like it makes me feel better knowing that, like, they probably need the money more than I do, you know? So it's like, yeah, it makes me feel better. Drew would totally hate hearing that, that we're talking about this because, like, he's he's generous but doesn't want that to be, like, you know. Sure. Like, bra- bragged about and stuff. We were at the Viper Room on, on Sunset Strip seeing a band, and there's normally two servers there, and it's, it's shoulder to shoulder packed in there always. And, uh, there was only one server and she was having a really bad night and it was around the holidays and she was really like in the weeds and doing all the work. Cause she's serving everybody on the floor, all the booths and drew and I were in a booth right by the stage. And uh, she got knocked into and dropped a tray full of like cranberry drinks, like, you know, like vodka crayons right down the back of my jacket, like down, down the back of my shirt. And you know, I was, I was wearing all black. I, I wasn't. I wasn't bummed out about it. Um, and it was. It scared the fuck out of me because it was like a, a lot of liquid came splashing down on me. And she felt miserable, and she looked like she wanted to cry. And I was like, "Don't worry about it. Like you're you're on your own right now. The other, the, the, you're, you're single handed. Like don't worry about it." And she looked all miserable, and uh, that was the first time that Drew, because we only had like maybe you know five five six drinks between us the whole night. Um, it was the first time he tipped somebody a thousand dollars and she came back. I kind of get choked up just thinking about that. (laughs) She comes back over and says, no, like she saw the tip amount and she's like, uh, uh, also drew had gone to the bar and said, I'm tipping her a thousand dollars. I'll tip the bar, but she's not tipping you guys out out of that. She gets that. I'll tip you guys too, but that's for her. And she was like, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. And he's like, hey, you had a bad night. It's Christmas time and I'm rich. <laughs> and she sat down and she, and she was so exhausted and a little embarrassed, you know, f- felt a little sheepish about accepting that gift. And uh, so she was finished d- d- dealing with her stuff and closing people out and stuff like that and comes back over to the table and sits down. And she said, you've saved my Christmas. She's like, I was about to get evicted. You're like, you like, uh, th- that covers my rent for a couple months. Um, like, I, but that turns the lights back on, like all sorts of shit. She's like, you have no idea. And the thing is, is like, Drew does have an idea. One time he left a $25,000 tip. I th- no, it was a $10,000 tip on a $25,000 bill. <laughs> okay. But that was a strip club. And I'm not supposed to talk about that. Yeah, it's impressive to have ten thousand dollars on your person, huh? Yeah, I mean, when I when I first met him, I I didn't have two nickels to shake together, and uh, I, I was ev- ev- evicted from my, my my place, and I moved into a new apartment with the trash bags of the stuff that I could carry. I left a lot of shit behind because the sheriffs were actually coming to get me. And I fled, lied to a new landlord that I would have the money for first and last, you know, in, in like a week. And when I got in there, uh, my manager called me and said, you booked whose line? And I was like, when do I get paid? 
And she's like, sure. you, you shoot on Tuesday, you'll have the money on Wednesday. And that was the day that I needed to have all that money. And uh, so there was me before Drew and there was me after Drew. And me before Drew couldn't afford uh, to have fries with that or add avocado or have dessert and shit. Uh, afterwards, my joke has always been, uh, or as Chip Essen says, God only knows what I'd be without Drew. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, but it's, I, and it's all because you got all that avocado toast. That's why you were poor, right? Avocado toast. I love avocados. I'm from California. Uh, avocados for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't want avocado toast at a restaurant. I'll make it myself. But when I see it on a menu, it's like, ugh. I don't know what. I don't know why. Also, breakfast burritos. Not. Not. This is not really not a popular opinion. Don't. I don't. I don't need a breakfast burrito. I love a breakfast burrito, but they're almost always bad. Like almost every single one. Fucking. What, sucks. what you've done is you've taken eggs and potatoes and various other things and put them in a steamy container to make everything soggy and gross. Not for me. There's this place called Curb Grill. It's a food truck that uh, showed up by my house, and they have probably the best uh, breakfast burritos I've ever had by a pretty substantial margin. Mm -hmm. And then, but the guy never wears a mask, and so it's like oh. there's, there's a, a restaurant. I think it's actually like a brick and mortar place. I don't know if it's if it's a truck or a restaurant called like Bad Badass Breakfast Burritos or something like that. Yes, and, Badass Breakfast Burritos. Have you, have you gone there? Yeah, you know, they actually closed a lot of them because it was a sub branch of um, Doghouse, the hot dog restaurant. I love the it dog was house. like, yeah, so Doghouse is fucking great, dude. If you have a Doghouse near you, you got to check it out. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people sleep on Doghouse. Really, everything they have is really high quality. But uh, but I mean, their breakfast breeders yeah. are no different. You know, they just were like, let's go really hard. <laughs> Why did you bring them up? Do you like them? I've never, I've never been. I have friends that talk about it. I, I also... I had food poisoning on a breakfast burrito once. And so that kind of queers it for a while, you know, like forever. Like you, it, you never go, it's never going to be the same, you know, you can get over it, but yeah. it's like, it sticks with you. It was a, a Del Taco breakfast burrito near um, Camp Pendleton, like towards San Diego. When I drive by that Del Taco, I get sick to my stomach. <laughs> because yeah, I, I have that reaction to Sizzler. Yes. I was shitting like a Canadian goose for like three days on that one. It was bad. Have you ever so, heard the phrase, I, I don't know whether to shit or go blind? I have heard that. Okay, good. Okay, that's all. Sorry, I cut you off again. Or in a, is it One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? She, doesn't know, she won't know whether to shit or wind her wristwatch. I like that one. <laughs> I love it. It's just so funny. Like, you know, like that's, I don't know. If you were in a tornado, you might not know whether mm -hmm. to shit or wind your wristwatch. Yeah, they, I, I I have a lot of like my favorite little catchphrases like shitting like a Canadian goose. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from. Oh, um, they shit. No, they shit. I've seen Canadian geese. They suck. If if you've ever gone golfing in Southern California, there's Canadian geese and they shit everywhere. And there's their shit is so slippery, like you you, you wipe out on it. And uh, they're known as Canadian shit bags. <laughs> <laughs> it's vile. You ever hear the, yeah. the phrase shit 80 green nickels? I, I have not. Like tell me, he was tell me. so pissed. He shit 80 green nickels. You're making things up now. Or what about shit an eight cornered brick? You hear about that? Shit an eight cornered brick. <laughs> yeah, he shit an eight. He, he's so mad he could shit an eight cornered brick, which is like all bricks, basically. You know, they all have eight corners. <laughs> I like. I, I was so hungry, I, I could have eaten a raw dog. 
<laughs> That's so good. I think it's Carmen McCarthy. I'm so hungry. I could have eaten while raw dogging. <laughs> That's, I'm also so horny. I could have eaten. I, 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 I think I used the term raw dog for the first time yesterday. And I don't even know if I used it correctly because it's not one of those phrases that's really in my uh, my lexicon. It's uh, like bareback, right? It's just just kind of means the same thing as bareback. <laughs> but I went to a friend's birthday party, and my good buddy Kalisto, uh, everybody was quite drunk, and uh, he went naked in the hot tub, and uh, and there's so much photo evidence of him and his wiener just kind of floating around in there. <laughs> and I was explaining to somebody that my friend got, he was raw dogging it. <laughs> Does that work? Can you raw that dog works, it? For uh, sure. Skinny dipping is raw dogging. I think that's fine. I, yeah. I think you could say it's like, yeah, you could say, Oh, you're, you're going into the pool bareback or something. You know, it's kind of like a slang usage, but I think the it scans, right? Right. Um, or, or like if you eat an uncooked hot dog, I think you could be raw dogging it. <laughs> so hungry yeah, i could i could eat a rod dog right now <laughs> also a uh, philip kerr those the, a series of awesome books about uh like berlin noir it's like um uh, raymond chandler or, or stuff but it's set in nazi germany it's really good stuff and he saves a prostitute from being raped and murdered by two russian soldiers and walks her home and and she says uh uh, do you want to come up? Would you, would you like a drink? And he goes, sweetheart, I could suck one out of the rug right now. So I've used that one a million times. Like, like, like when someone offers me a drink, I could suck one out of the rug. That's the thing. All of these catchphrases, the point of them is to keep them Rolodexed like in your brain. So mm -hmm. when the perfect opportunity comes along, you're, you're just the coolest fucking guy mm -hmm. because you have the exact one that, you know, goes down smooth. <laughs> like country time lemonade pepperidge farm remembers when country time lemonade storms are coming i want a fucking lemonade so bad right now i'm very dehydrated there's so much travel like you can't drink enough water on the road I, i'm 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 a, a desiccated husk you know we gotta get you some hard mountain dew no you fucking don't well here's the thing about hard mountain dew jeff it contains no sugar and no caffeine and only five percent alcohol so kevin it's actually just, kevin just yeah. produced one like magic we yeah they're they're the worst things i've ever drank in my life they are so they taste like they rubbing are, alcohol oh and candy. I, the, the, the 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 packaging it looks like a, like a, like an ed hardy shirt that's really ugh. you know what the packaging reminds me of is those soapy beverages with like the lizards i mean i guess it's a different kind of approach but it's like this kind right. of uh, uh fake tribal kind of vibe right uh, I want a lemonade right now. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, I, 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 I'm so disoriented from being on the road so much. Like it's, it was just long enough of a trip where I woke up this morning uh, and didn't know where I was. And I, I was looking around my bedroom and I didn't know where I was. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, am I home? And then I looked over and I'm like, ah, there was a girl in the bed. I, I fucking forgot about that too. <laughs> it's like wow. a, it's fucking terrifying. Totally terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Lemonade yeah. though. You ever make any like boil it, boil the lemons, boil the lemons. That's the original lemonade style is you actually boil the lemons and it's better. It's right. probably not worth the effort because it's like so much more work, but it is way better. You boil the whole lemon. 
Well, you cut it into slices and then you boil the slices. Yeah. I've never heard of this. Yeah, my, it's, it's the authentic recipe. I, I, I have a policy that if I see uh, kids with a lemonade stand and it's safe to pull over uh, or, or I'm not like, you know, d- dangerously late for something, I, I always patronize the, uh, a lemonade stand. I was close. Hmm? I accuse you of child abduction. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you do feel like a perv. Just being yes. like a being like a middle aged dude and walking up to two little girls selling selling stuff and you you feel like a sleazebag. But no, no, the parents are usually there, like keeping an eye on right. shit and stuff like that. When also, I was a kid. Well, go ahead. Sorry. I, uh, speaking of tipping, I I tip them huge. Oh, you got it. They can't even make change. They don't have change. <laughs> no, yeah. You just. I said, G- give me two. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll leave them a twenty, and I they're like, you have what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I bet. Yeah. I bet less than a 20 is like less exciting. Like even a 10, they might not go so wild for, yeah. but I don't know. When I was a kid, adults were always yelling at me and like lecturing me and stuff. Like, even if I was like across the street, just walking down the street, sometimes like an adult would like yell at me or something. Like, did you, I mean, you were kind of a hooligan as a kid, right? Did that happen to you? I was a hooligan later on in my life. I, I was, oh, a, okay. I was, I was, a, I was a very well-mannered child. Uh, like as a little kid, I became an asshole, like around junior high. I just, it's just weird to me. Like when I was a kid, I have recollections of just a lot of adults, like yelling at me and interacting with me and stuff. And it never struck me as very odd, but like now as an adult, like doing anything like that to like a, a, a kid, I don't know, just seems fucked. Like, I feel like why were all these adults like getting into my business? Like, why were they fucking involved with me? I'm a stranger to them. Like, it's I, weird. I did not have that experience at all. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I grew up uh, surrounded by theater people and then theater, everybody treats like the kids like right. adults. They treat you with like an, an incredible amount of respect. Like they, 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 they don't soften their language. They, they just swear in front of you. They be body and you know dirty in front of you. But they, they, like if if you're in the show, you're in the show, and you're part of the cast. And so I, I always felt. I mean, I mean, certainly I've been around you know mean adults and stuff like that. But sure, I, I think growing up in a theater is an awesome environment. Uh, it's like everybody's just doing their own thing. People are are queer and trans and, you know, like just n- nobody's we're, we're all just there to have fun and dance and sing and shit like that. It was I, I, I feel incredibly fortunate that I got to grow up around that. Yeah, that must be cool. Yeah, I, but that's all the time we. Oh, go yeah. Go, ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, but that's all the time we have. Thank you so much uh, for listening to that. Happens. Do you have anything? Do you, are you going back on the road anytime soon? I go to Salt Lake and Idaho in about four or five days. So by the time this nice. one drops, yeah, I'll, 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 I'm going to be on the road quite a bit. So, but um, hopefully I can I can sneak back in for Sundays and and. Uh, hang out with y'all thank you uh Hapuccinos. It's, it's nice to uh to have hung out with you we're sorry we didn't get to play any D, but it was nice just chatting with the boys here yeah sometimes you gotta catch up you know uh check out my patreon check out uh twitch.tv slash frank howley on tuesday nights if you want to see me play jeff i play the craziest dungeons and dragons game on twitch where uh the main characters all work for taco bell and what, what happened is in the future taco bell goes to the past to start taco bell way in the past to kind of wow. cement their corporate dominance so it's D times but also taco bell and time travel exists and we're trying to open new 
new Taco Bells. We've already opened up two, one underwater, one in, a, in an elf village, and it's just really crazy. So, yeah, check that out Tuesday nights, 5.30 or 6.30. All right. This, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you all later, everybody. Uh, remember, Pepitron does. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Duke him with a Beano. Duke him with a Beano, motherfuckers. <laughs>